and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 189. Today is Sunday, the 3rd of April, 2016. And this interview is with Céline Dumé, in charge of customer care for L'Oréal USA, but with a wider strategy role for customer care for the Americas. In this podcast, we talk about the challenges of customer care service, how customer care can be a leading thrust in the transformation of the organization, the issues with customer care for a multi-brand environment, and much more. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue podcast, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, your host and author of The Mindset, that's M-Y-N-D-S-E-T dot com, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes to the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick and enjoy the show. So, hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue. So today I have a friend, someone I really, really appreciated working with while enjoying my time at L'Oreal who I met, I guess, back in my times in Montréal. And so Céline Dumé, uh, you were uh, in charge of customer service, customer care in Canada, I think at the time. And you taught me pretty much everything I feel I know about customer care. So it's with that that I wanted to introduce you to uh, my podcast and have you on the show. So it's a pleasure to have you on, Céline. I really respect everything you do. And um, it's, it, what I want you to do is now explain what you're doing, because you have completely evolved and what you're up to, and tell us what your, is your mindset to. Sure. Thank you, Mentor. It's kind of fun to actually uh, reconnect on a podcast like that. Indeed. So, yeah, so, yeah, so you met me in Canada. I actually, um, I moved uh, from Canada. I am now in uh, New York, and I'm uh, heading, essentially, uh, the operation for the consumer care operation for L'Oreal USA, and I'm also overseeing the strategy for all the Americas. Um, so I'm really a consumer gig or a consumer lover or a consumer advocate in a way within my corporation. Um, and my mindset is uh, actually kind of interesting. Um, that question, it brought me to ask myself really what was my mindset. And I think I, my mindset is that I'm, I'm questioning almost everything I do and I'm trying to get to the why. Uh, with the perspective uh, of understanding the uh, the point of view of the consumer. It's almost like I'm trying to put myself in the consumer's shoe. Um, and, and that's actually, in, in my life, I do that on, on, on a regular basis with, you know, on everything I do. Uh, I was in sales before and it was in the customer shoe. Right. I am in consumers right now and it's in the consumer shoe. And it's really trying to look at what's the perspective when you put yourself on the other side. Um, and it's kind of interesting because it brings me to get back to the fundamental. So um, I, I, I follow a lot of what's going on in customer, well, you know, in branding and business. And it's certain that today customer care has taken on another dimension of importance. For you, how would you describe the evolution? Because it is a, you know, like you like your parents in retailing, that's changed, pretty much all business changed. But how would you specifically look at how customer care has evolved over the last 20 years that you've been practicing it? It changed so much and it's so exciting um, because it, uh, it, it, it's almost like uh, it shifts totally. It used to be, I think there was a misconception that uh, consumer care was really reactive. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like more like uh, the complaint department. And 
and in reality, it's much more strategic than that. And it's the direct link with the consumer, which is so valuable. Um, I think that the digital revolution that we're facing right now is uh, bringing so many opportunities. And now it's like um, consumers can connect everywhere. So it's almost like we, we've moved from being on an island where now we're having bridge on across the island with all you know the different teams in the corporation and it's moving from reactive to proactive it's also like in the past it was almost like non-visible and it was almost perceived as a kind of warm um and 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 now i feel it's sexy now i feel that it's uh, actually very um much more high profile than it was because it was very low profile and it was almost like you you would hide that almost like you know very far from you and and putting everything under the carpet because it's like you know the data we had was like oh you know this is uh, we don't want to hear about those complaints this is really just you know one consumer it doesn't you know reflect the entire consumer there was always like a lot of questioning on the value and on the um, I guess the feedback we're having, where now I find that it's moving to the entire, and you know, it's really a 360 degree view and on the, the consumer care actually itself. And now it's like all of a sudden, now it's very interesting. People want to uh, learn and they want to uh, hear what we what we have because it's we we are in a very well positioned place. We're talking to consumer on a daily basis. So then it becomes a challenge on how do we bring that voice into their the organization? How do we bring those feedback? Mm-hmm. And then how do we uh, transform ourselves so that now it's you know getting a business driver much more than uh, than uh, than uh, a necessary evil. Yeah, yeah. We we I mean we used to refer to it as a cost center. You know, it's like the complaint center, the cost center. Yeah. And the fact is that it is the only department and the only division in any company that has the word customer in it. Uh, or at least, you know, as, as long as you give that its name. So, and it, it, you know, nowadays this notion of customer centricity, probably this, you know, maybe a buzzword, but something that a lot of companies are putting in. And I was just going to just jump on a, a friend of mine, a guy called Jay Bear. I don't know if you know him. He just no. released a book, a book called Hug Your Haters. Hmm. Uh, I highly recommend it to everyone who's listening um, because it, it really talks about this notion of, of looking at complaints as, a, as an opportunity and uh, one of the one of the statistics he, he says in his book is that um, over over a third of um, incoming com, you know a customer in, uh, inquiries are never responded to I lost you I, I hear you still so but uh, you know one one third of customer inquiries are never responded to and and, and you know that's the, that's that you know what is yeah. that what is that for feel like as a customer what what does it mean in your shoes as a if you're thinking about the customer's experience like well black hole that's not fun no and and i think that it's um it's funny because when you you go through leadership development you're looking at feedback as a gift uh and i think that uh in organization consumer feedback is such um, a powerhouse because it's really where we can learn. So uh, feedback comes from every type of interaction that you have with consumers, and every single uh, interaction brings some piece of, uh, of of the story that we can actually uh, 
uh, take in consideration that's because it's for us we see that um, ultimately that treating that feedback it's really like almost fuel for innovation for transformation uh, for product development for um, content creation because a lot of the feedback we have are not always negative they're sure. really out of the time they're really related to the fact that we don't really um, communicate in the consumer words sometimes we um, I, I, I use an expression that um, I don't know the name of the person, but you know we used to almost market products like um, talking to ourselves in the mirror instead of uh, using glass. And, and I think that that's a little bit the reality check that we can bring in corporation in uh, translating everything so that consumers is uh, understanding really um, how to use our product and what are the best product for them. Uh, it's uh, it's part of the journey, and I think that being um, deaf into those feedback, it's a uh, it's uh, a losing great opportunity mm -hmm. to really uh, improve what we do. But of course, the challenge is having that feedback. You get it. You have an open mind. You listen to it. You don't take it personally. You know, oh, I don't like this lipstick. Oh, it doesn't work for me. Oh, okay, fine. You you accept it as a gift. And the challenge is making sure that ripples down into the organization, into the right people's hands in ways that is acceptable for them and actionable. Mm -hmm. So that's the challenge. Well, yeah, it, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it, this is where it's the opportunity because it's like translating those feedbacks so that relate to it. So uh, I think that's where we try to, that's why social is so effective because mm. now people can see it and they can also um, put almost like a face on it. And, and it's like, I think we're, we're, we're using, I'm trying to use a storytelling when I'm uh, talking to uh, internal stakeholder because they, they need to relate to uh, it's rumor, but that consumer is um, is re you know is representing many other consumer. Mm. And at one point, it's uh, we we need to make sure that we are putting ourselves in their shoes. So it's always going going back to the, those basic from the beginning. You know, it's like educating our teams so that they can put themselves in the consumer shoe. Uh, I think it's um, it's also very important for them to um, to to. To put really, to sit in the seat of the consumer, but to really like, you know, really listen to conversation, come in the call center, talk to consumer, and and just doing the same thing as we do in social, which is you know asking questions, interacting, and getting feed, feedback. But it's also not just listening, but it's also engaging, mm -hmm. because I think you 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 um and and that. I think that's where it's interesting as well because every channel has their own, I guess, uh, level of information. And uh, social, you will get a lot of feedback. Um, but, you know, right now we're having a voice conversation, you and me. There is always a difference uh, mm -hmm. of that you can go at the minute that you have a real conversation with someone. Uh, and that's why we, we need to be ready to engage on all the different channels so that we can get to those real conversations wherever they are so, so i wanted to get to that because um you know we got this uh, thing called internet and um and of course it's had a massive impact and so what the question i have i maybe is like in, in a second degree is how do you manage these channels uh and i'm specifically thinking about well if a customer connects with you on twitter 
or on Facebook or on Snapchat or on email or on uh, a fax. How do you dimension the, the way you have to reply? In other words, do you have for every channel, for every brand, a different type of approach? Uh, you know, for, well, if it's on Twitter, you need to get back to them within 60 seconds or a minute or an hour, sorry, or whatever. Um, it depends on the channel, it depends on the brand. And that's where as well, it's not just in within one team. I think that's um, internet brought us to reinvent how we're working as a corporation as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, um, we, we, some types of engagement will be handled by my team, but other types of engagement will be handled by community managers. Mm -hmm. And then it's having a seamless view on these things mm -hmm. so that it's, uh, it's uh, seamless for the consumer. And I think um, the different channel becomes like uh, a way for getting to, uh, you know, helping the consumer wherever they are. Uh, but it's also uh, not just social, it's also self-service. It's also creating, helping the brands to create the right content um, because consumers are, uh, I think they're, you know, right now, and I think that's the one of the big changes change I see as well with internet it's uh, you have social but you have now the pet to purchase that totally was transformed mm -hmm. and consumers now are buying products online they're not just buying in uh, in in you know in the retailer environment but consumers have different touch points but then at the end uh, they are sharing information they're having an experience in the different touch point and then we need to figure out how we can serve them at the minute that now they share information they're expecting us they don't want to retell their story everywhere they're going so how do we figure as a corporation to really serve consumers uh, based on all those different interaction and all those different touch points uh, crm e-commerce consumer experience consumer journey i think those are all um changing the name of the game because it's a uh, uh, consumer now we, we used to have more like post-purchase contacts right. where now there's pre-purchase but there's also depending where they are and that path to purchase that's where we may need to make sure that we have video chat to engage with them that we have the right uh, self-serve and content so that maybe they they you know, first of all, maybe sometimes they don't want to talk to us. Uh, but then if they want to talk to us, we need to make sure that we are there for them. Uh, I think it's uh, it brings a little bit more, uh, I would say, um, it's breaking silos in corporation because mm -hmm. we cannot all do it by ourselves. And now it's like, how can we work with all the different team all together uh, and not just, you know, we're, we're it's, 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 it's being more integrated into, you know, the whole business systems instead of just being on our island, right? So, yeah, you were saying, so I, one of the things I capture is that one of the big changes is in, it used to be a lot more post-purchase and now you're a lot more pre-purchase in terms of customer care. I'm interested to find out to what extent you can identify uh, who takes care of what. Because I can imagine, you know, a, an email that says, well, my lipstick, I don't, it's not working, this and that. Uh, plus, the price was wrong when I bought it at Wholesaler. Uh, and anyway, um, when's your next promotion? 
So lots of stuff. And, you know, so yeah. part of that might be customer care. Part of that might be sales. Yeah. Part of that might be marketing. I mean, how do you, is that, is it, this changes brand by brand, I guess? You know, and how do you more some parcel it out? So, so that's where we, we rely on technology a little bit for that. Uh, that's where it gets into the complexity of the engagement. I find that it, it brought because now you have much more channels and then you have that journey where it's more holistic with different teams. So that's where you need to have the technology and to have everything that is more integrated and then you need to have right rules of engagement and and, and I think that you you need to be able to have um, more tools where you 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 have workflows and you have essentially yeah I, I think we rely on technology to help you know to help on, on these things uh, we've implemented like a new uh, universal inbox uh, in last year um, so that we bring into the same universe uh, all the different conversation and then we are able then to uh, route them to the right team that have the right skills instead of having, uh, at the minute you have now um, cloud solution, you, you don't need to limit yourself to uh, one specific team, you can work more, you know, multiple team in the same place and then it becomes more uh, sharing resources mm -hmm. and sharing um, uh, tools so that we can get um, the best skills and the best agent to uh, answer the consumer. And then there's, as, a of, there's a lot of learning that goes on as well. Yeah, and trial and error, and it's almost uh, adjustment as well. And 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 you, you know uh, you know when you you talk to um, to companies like L'Oreal, we have specific product category that require you know very high level of expertise in some cases, yeah. and and you have as well different uh, brand uh, that has their own DNA, and, and you have as well. Um, uh, specific uh, experience. Some could be very high end and uh, and very VIP. So so you need to have almost like um, flexibility in the tool set that you have, mm. so that you can tailor. And that's where it gets uh, into the complexity. But that's what's exciting mm. as mm. well because it's um, how can you be still efficient and and how can you. Um, provide the right resources for our team so that they can provide the best engagement with the consumer at the end. So you have, you presumably have an element of uh, automation in the way that the, that inbox is, is managed. Uh, that must be uh, an extremely exciting part of it because there's learning the semantics, there's learning how to route what where. It, it, must, it must be an extremely complex thing to be configuring and also having to change constantly and that's the i think that's the that's where consumer care is almost like um not an expert but we're we're already like used to deal with real time so we're mm -hmm. used to react to change and to also adapt mm -hmm. with that mm -hmm. so we 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 have already those i guess principles in the way we are working so at the minute that there's a new conversation happening in one channel that may have an impact on another channel right away we have the reflex to um, start listening for it mm -hmm. and start tagging for it so that we can mm -hmm. 
you know, for, it goes into the omni-channel because mm. you cannot just, I, I don't believe that working just on one channel gives you the full the full story no and you need to be a you know ubiquitous i guess no sorry how do you say um you need to to be transversal across all different channels because um you your your channels are complementary from each other and then the conversation can start in one channel and can continue in another channel yeah. and the same thing for the monitoring as well mm -hmm. so you may have an issue arising uh, because there's a TV show and then it starts online and then it goes to uh, offline going to email after and sometimes it could be the other way around and and then having the same mechanism that's why we create that universal inbox so that we have a hub for these things because then after you need to react very quickly and you don't want to lose any time so I'm just interested <laughs> technically is it possible for uh, an item let's say I tweet so I tweet, I, I just had a, a very long run in, but a very successful ending with my tennis uh, provider, Babolat. So I started off with a tweet and then it was a, an email. And then I, they told me to go to the hotline, so the, um, the form on the site. And anyway, so it was multiple channels, just like we're saying. Yeah. But I was wondering to what extent they were tracking each and, and putting a little chip in to each component. Because on Twitter, can you can you associate it with a, you know like a cookie to say that that tweet is related to this email related to that fax and so on and so forth? Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure that for privacy reason that you can still do that. Uh, if you, um, I think there's still some challenges in connecting the dots. Yeah. Um, I think you uh, there's still some. Um, yeah, there's going to be some still challenges on to where we can go with that. Yeah. Uh, at, at least I think um, what is relevant for us is at least to have a hub where we have yeah. that information so that we can link all these things together. Um, but uh, it's still, yeah, that, that, that's the joy of, um, of what we do is there's still a lot that is changing and that is evolving very quickly and uh, and it's still a white page in front of us yeah, right and it seems you know really customer care is when given the right audience or at least you know uh, importance is by definition leading transformation because you are as you said used to operating in real time you're used to having to sort of go with the flow you know because the person is angry on the end of the phone you've got to deal it's not like one of those things you can say, well, I'll, I'll write that email tomorrow. You know, I'll get approval for it. You are in the heat. And so, and then on top of that, you've got, you have to have people from marketing and sales and maybe uh, R&D participating and helping you because you're not qualified. Celine, you can't know every molecule, every marketing campaign. So you need the rest of the team to follow support. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and you're right, because I think that's where, if we're able to do that, that's where we can really get the centricity, you know, yeah. we can get our corporation to be more consumer-centric. Um, then the challenge is, um, it's, it's a seed, and then it's how fast we can grow that seed yeah. in a way. Um, but I think it's, uh, it, yeah, the consumer care are usually in the, in a good place for that. Uh, it's just there's different level of maturity and there's different level of, I guess, of, um, 
of understanding and I still it's still it, it there's still a lot to discover sure. uh, because it's it was it was almost like in a black box for so yeah. long now it's just starting to be uh, you know unveil of it so so I was you know I mean of course I, I used to work uh, at L'Oreal and I was running Redken uh, the, my thought goes to uh, Celine, when you're in your role, you're dealing with all the brands, all of the Americas, so you know massive amount of complexity. But let's stay with just the U.S. for for now, because that's where some of the brands are, are run out of. To what extent is customer care going to be driven by the nature of the brand versus the people running it at the time? If I put it another way, some brands have a better DNA, let's say more customer centric dna other brands are maybe more television and so on then on the other hand you have the people who are actually running the brand so even if this is not a brand that's typically known for being customer centric the person who's running it happens to be that way give, give me your spin on that what does that look like so so it goes i think with the transformation where in the past we were pretty much in consumer care i think most departments since it was so much like the black box it was people were very self-sufficient and and when it was the island it was almost like there was limited interaction because it almost like yeah. the account the accountability of the consumer relation was really within the team and not within uh the the brand and i think we need to have that accountability within the brand and not having that ownership from consumer care but having it from the brand and that consumer care becomes just the execution and the activation yeah. and i think that's how we're going to get um brands to to hone their consumer because we, we we are just the um the activation at the end yeah. and we're 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 one of the voice to the consumer and we are one of the voice of the customer. Right, inside. So, yeah, um, exactly. all right, well, Celine, um, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show. You know, like at Amazon, they have, they have this uh, supposed tradition of having a chair at the board to remember who the customer is, an empty chair. Well, Celine Dumais, you were my chair. Um, I'm not talking about Scope app now, I'm talking about reminding me about the value of the customer and the need to have a customer voice in the executive room. And that is something I retain from you. How can anybody uh, contact you or follow you? Uh, what would be the best way to connect with you? So you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Celine, Celine Dumais. I'll put that in the show notes. I will actually uh, send you my, um, so you'll be able to put it on that. Perfect. And I, you can follow me as well on LinkedIn. All right, beautiful. All right, Celine, thanks for coming on the show. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com. That's mindset with a Y, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh, fill me with all your colors and the different way to rid me of the gray and heal me with all your imperfections that you mention in your lack of self-security oh, I wouldn't care about the art.
plan and look ugly in the end. But they're pretty in their own disgusting values. We'd hang our portraits in the hallways, make our house guests cringe. Oh, I wouldn't care about the Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year hard rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.